What up, world? It's your past first point guard and trailblazers reporter, Mike Richmond. You listen to another episode of Locked on Blazers, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, available wherever you get podcasts and also on YouTube. Thanks for making Locked on Blazers your first listen every day. It's free on all platforms, five days a week, coming at you every single weekday. So make it your first listen every day and tell your friends to do the same. In today's episode, we're diving deep on Damian Lillard. Not because you forgot how good he was, but because his his future and the Blazers' future are just intimately tied together. And this week, we're kind of doing big picture stuff. Yesterday's episode was all about keepers. How many Blazers players on the roster do they currently have that I would consider keepers going into next year? Obviously, it's all fluid, uh, but... I, I identified 10 players that I think the Blazers are probably are willing to keep under contract and, and should keep moving into next year. So continuing that theme, sort of big picture stuff, let's talk about Damian Lillard. I also want to address Damian Lillard because it's been sort of in the Blazers zeitgeist. Um, it's a conversation nationally all of the time about Dame's future with the Blazers. Is he going to get traded? Is he going to ask a trade and all these things? And instead of addressing those rumors, I've, I've, I've pretty much uh, avoided them at all costs on this show because I don't think if you follow the team closely, he's going to be part of the program. But I think there's a not, are they going to trade him like missing, missing the sort of uh, plan the Blazers have in place. But, but there is a logical argument to be made. And, and certainly there has been one recently made by Dave Decker of BlazersEdge.com who wrote, a, who wrote a, an opinion piece this week basically making the case that now is the time to trade Damian Lord. Is that he's, you know, you're going to get the most value back. Uh, it's going to be hard to sort of get where you want to go championship-wise and you might as well rip off the Band-Aid and, and just begin a in earnest rebuild, get as much, you know, young parts and draft picks back as you can and, and just sort of go into the next era of the franchise without Dame. And, uh, you know, Dave, I don't know Dave, I've never met him, but like very reasoned and legitimate piece. I know he got a lot of blowback because people think that, uh, people who cover the team owe some sort of loyalty to the players. That's true to some extent. They owe them like respect, but I don't think Dave was being disrespectful. Uh, he was being logical. It was a very logical thing. So if you haven't read that, check it out. It's on Blazers Edge. Uh, at Dave Deckard on, on Twitter. Um, but, but it's this isn't even about addressing, I'm not like addressing that opinion. Like I said, I think it's very, like, totally well-reasoned. But I want to talk about kind of where Dame is with the franchise. And I want to talk about his legitimate flaws. What are his legitimate flaws as you move forward? And what is like a ceiling with Damian Lord at this stage in his career? What are his strengths and what is the ceiling of this team? Let's start by kind of just laying the groundwork here. Um, Damian Lord is under contract till at least the end of the 23-24 season, and he has a player option for the 24-25 season. So, like, Dame can just, just kick it. He can just be here for at least the next two seasons and the one beyond that, and I have zero reason to believe that he won't be. In fact, if I had to guess... I think Damian Lord is going to sign a two-year max extension in July when he's eligible for it. I think that is a very, very likely thing to happen. Uh, that would be tacked on to the end of his deal, so it would be through the 26-27 season. That would be a, a long time, you know, nearly two decades of Dame in, in Portland. That's He wants to be here. The team wants to be wants him to be here. He's part of the program. Um, he's, he's with it. I think it is much, 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 much more likely that Damon Lord signs that max extension. It's two years, $107 million is the max he could get, but something akin to that, a, a two year, hundred million dollar deal. Uh, I think that's very likely and certainly much more likely than Damon Lord opting out of that 24, 25, um, 
player option year. I think he's going to pick that up. I think he's going to sign on. I think he's going to get a raise for um, his you know, performance and loyalty to the to the team, and they're going to lock him in and move forward with that. I think in July, we're going to be talking about max extension stuff. Um, I'm not reporting that. I am simply reading the tea leaves based on everything that has happened. That's a, we'll call it an educated guess. I'll also say this. Damon Lord is down with the plan and down with the cause. He understands what they're doing. When he appeared on on Draymond Green's contract, he said very plainly that the Blazers have given themselves an opportunity by by uh, by shutting him down and acquiring some draft picks and uh, going young. An opportunity and him coming back and playing would not be the best plan to quote take advantage of that opportunity. He's down with the plan. He he doesn't he sees this tanking move, this you know lose lose for draft picks move, play for draft picks move as a as a right and healthy decision, as a as a quick reset to get back to where the team wants to go. They are not going to anger him by getting crushed every night. It might be a little bit frustrating for him to watch from the bench. Uh, in fact, I asked Chauncey Billups about that. It's like, how frustrated does Dame seem watching the games? And and Billups admitted that it was hard. And at one point, Dame was saying that like. He didn't even want to come to the games because it's just hard for him to watch as a competitor. And Chauncey convinced him, maybe not convinced him, but talked to him about the importance of being there. Just, you know, hey, you know, you being on the bench matters. Your voice matters. Them hearing your voice and seeing your face and all those things matters. Um, I asked Chauncey if if Dame would travel and he said they hadn't decided because the Blazers are going to be on the road basically like every day. But they're home for like one day over the next three weeks. So if Dame doesn't go on the road, it's going to be a long time without him. Uh, They said they'd talk about it. I kind of think he won't. Um, I haven't checked the, uh, I haven't checked with anyone. I believe the Blazers plane takes off tomorrow. So we'll we'll see what happens. But they were supposed to talk about it today. But like, Dame's going to be here. In the very least, he's going to be here for three more seasons. I think it is very likely he's here for, he signs to be up for five more years of this plan. And that means that going forward, you have to build a team with Dame in the fold. And that comes with some benefits. One, Damon Lord is extremely good. Uh, You don't have to go that far back. I think some people are like, Dame got hurt once and now he's bad. I don't, I do not buy that. Um, I might buy that he's getting older, but the last time he played, he was one of the 10 best players in the league. And even if you think he regressed, we're talking about one of the 15 best players in the league. You want to keep those dudes on your roster and and have a chance. Um, But Dame's game comes with some legitimate criticisms. And I think as a member of the media, you know, I've covered the Blazers for seven seasons, and I think I have not been as sort of pointedly critical of what Dame's actual weaknesses are. And this isn't like, I'm not going to tear him down, but I do want to talk about the legitimate criticisms of Dame's game, and then we'll close the show talking about his legitimate strengths. But let's let's be real first in the second segment about when you're building a team around Dame, what what are his what are his shortcomings that a t- that team building has to mask or address? Before we get there though, let's talk about betonline.net, fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. You can bet on Every NBA game, you can bet before the game starts on on spreads and money lines and all that. You can live bet during the games, quarter by quarter, or 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 anything else you might want to. You can bet on NHL games. You can bet on tennis tournaments. You can bet on soccer. You can bet on the combat sports like MMA and boxing. You can even play your favorite Vegas casino games if you go to BetOnline.net. It's a ton of fun. With the best place, fastest, and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. So don't wait. Check it out. BetOnline.net. That's BetOnline, where the game starts. All right. 
We're talking Damian Lillard. This is the Dame episode. And this isn't a debate over whether the Blazers should trade Dame or whatever. For the record, let me just go on the record. I don't think they should. And here's why I don't think they should. Because they owe it to him, someone who has been deeply loyal and is at worst the second best player in franchise history, to try something else. To give him one shot to try something else. They spent, you know, three seasons with him and LaMarcus. They spent six seasons with him and CJ McCollum. They owe it to him to to let him have at least a shot in this in the new era without it. Then we can have a conversation. But I think um, beyond sort of the pragmatism of of timing of the trades, they owe it to him as a franchise to give him one more crack at it fully healthy. He wasn't healthy this year. They owe it to Chauncey Billups to have a chance to coach Dame. Uh, I think you want to see if that duo can grow into something special together. I do not, I am not in favor of trading him right now. I, like I said at the top of the show, I think there's some logical arguments and I think Dave Decker of Blazers Edge made a relatively logical argument. Like he laid it out with the logic right there for you. But me, nah, nah, nah. Give it at, at minimum, give it one more shot. And quite frankly, <laughs> probably going to give it five more years of shots. So we'll get a lot of shots at it. So if you're taking those shots, what do you need? I think there's legitimate criticisms of Dame that need to sort of be teased out. And I think there's some, um, I think there's some either misremembering or, or, or sort of ill-conceived criticisms that I just quite frankly don't agree with with Dame's game. The number one biggest glaring thing is that he's, bad, he's a bad defender. He was really bad early in his career. And then in the summer of 2018, he kind of got it. Like he, he, he made, a, made a commitment and him and David Vanderpool and, and Phil Beckner, his trainer, David Vanderpool, former assistant coach of the Blazers and Phil Beckner, Dame's longtime trainer, went and got in the gym and they said, let's, let's get you sharpened up on defense. You know, you're not going to be, he's, Dame's never going to be an all NBA guy, but like he took a, he took a significant step heading into that next season where it was just like, okay, he's not a extreme liability, but I think in 2020, 2021, uh, Terry Sotts' last year with the Blazers and, and, and the last full season Dame played, this year doesn't really count. He's just hurt. Um, this is impossible to sort of get any data from it. His body was never right. This is a lost year of Damian Lillard's career and a, and a bummer that we didn't get to see him because he's a joy to watch. But the last full season he played in 2021, he was bad on defense. Like, he really regressed. He was one of the one of the truly, uh, in terms of big minute stars in the league, one of the truly bad ones, along with, like, Trey Young. That is, that can't happen. Uh, you can't have Dame, and it's not just technique stuff. It's not like, oh, he dies on screens. He's got to learn better screen navigation. It was some effort stuff. Um, and the idea with signing Chauncey Billups is that, um, one, he would demand more out of Dame defensively and you'd get more. And two, that he would take the ball out of Dame's hands on offense a little bit. And then that would allow you to ask for more on defense. That was the logic behind the Chauncey Billups hire was that he was going to be more demanding on a more demanding defensive coach. And also his offensive style was going to take the ball out of Damian Lillard's hand, give him sort of less response on ball responsibility that zaps a lot of your energy. Um, and just as a demanding role on offense. And, and that would allow you to ask for more of Dame like that. That was the logic going forward. We didn't get to see it. We didn't get to see it in practice. But one of the real flaws with Dame is that he's he's just been a poor defender and that there was a brief window when he was kind of just a guy on defense. Like he didn't, he'd probably take a step up to just being like average, you know, or maybe slightly below average, but not this like problem. 2021, he was a problem on defense. He was straight up bad at it. I think he can be better than that just with more 
effort stuff. Um, it's not, you know, there's, he's always going to be the size that he is, but it's not like every small person in the league, like Fred Van Vliet, pretty darn good defender at six feet tall. Like you couldn't get there. And I don't expect Dame to be Van Vliet. I don't expect him to be Kyle Lowry. I don't expect him to be Patrick Beverly or any of those things. I expect him to be a competitive defender, like try on defense and be, and, and some of the problems with Dame was literally just an effort level thing. I think you can. I think you can get there. Effort is an easier thing to control than other stuff. And it, like I said, the the sort of the logic of the Billups hire would let you, leads you to believe that there is the Dame could take strides there. That's that is one legitimate criticism. And when you're building a team, when you know you have this minus defender, is that you need other plus defenders around him. So then it makes the sort of personnel demands of everything else you're building. Oh, can he can he defend? Like it, it, it just always becomes a thing, and I think um, it's it kind of landed on CJ McCollum a bunch, and I think it might end up landing on Amphrey Simons a bunch. It's like if you're also not a very good defender next to Dame, then it starts to be like, hey, you stink. But it's they they go hand in hand, and one of the legitimate criticisms of Dame, and one that just like is true, put it on the table, is part of the package, is that he was, a, the last time he played, and he was averaging 29-7, and seven and was literally one of the top 10 players in the league still, he was also a very bad defender, because he was one of the best five offensive players in the league. He was an absolute force. So, if you expect him to be, like I said, if you think he regressed a little bit, and now he's the seventh best offensive player in the league, sure, fine, that's fair. He needs to not be a bottom five defender in the league. He needs to be. He needs to take real strides forward to be higher effort level on defense. And I think if you believe in Chauncey Billups and his message and what he's like as a coach, he can coax more out of Dame. I think it's logical to believe he'll get there, but it's still a legitimate criticism of Dame. The other criticism of Dame, I've heard two. I think one of them is bogus. Um, the ball stopper thing, the hero ball, capital H, capital B, hero ball. Good players want the ball in their hands, and plenty of the best players in the league run their stuff and heavy ISO, uh, your turn, my turn stuff. They do it in Clipperland when both their stars are healthy with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. It's the way James Harden has played, being an offensive force and an MVP. Like, some of the top-tier creators in the league want the ball in their hands. Luka Doncic dribbles about as much and handles the ball about as much as anyone in the league. He's like a first-team All-NBA guy. I, Dame is a really good passer, but he wants the ball in his hands. He wants to screen and re-screen and all these things. Like he wants the ball in his hands and he wants to to be the be the sort of leader of the pack, right? And this goes back to Chauncey Billups. If you are a believer in his coaching, you believe that he can coax more Dame off the ball stuff. They tried it this year and it didn't work. And then they went back to letting Dame just do what he's comfortable with and match up hunt and run pick and rolls. But Dame wasn't healthy. I think you can just run what Dame wants to run and still be pretty good if you mix in a little more off-ball stuff or if you just get more passers on the team. If you replace Norman Powell, a non-passer, with Josh Hart, a passer, replace and Robert Covington, not much of a ball handler, with Justice Winslow, who's a better passer, Nazir Little, who actually took some steps as a playmaker this year, you you know run more stuff through Nurk so it's not everything is a pick-and-roll, but Dame still gets to run his pick-and-roll stuff when he wants to. Like I think you can coax it out of him. I think that is not a legitimate criticism. But one thing that is a legitimate criticism, like I think the hero ball stuff there's some truth to it but it's like it's what makes Dame special and it's what makes stars special scoring in isolation is what stars do and Dame's really freaking good at it I, I do not I that is not a concern I have the concern I have is speed uh the Blazers have been better this season very briefly when they were good for one week they played faster and Dame doesn't want to play necessarily play faster. He wants to run at his pace. I think the concern is much more about, for me, is pace than than lack of ball movements or whatever. Dame's not Chris Paul, but he's not Chris Paul in a good way too. Like 
Chris Paul's not going to put shoot 10 threes a game and average 30. Like they're just different basketball players and that's fine. Um, Dame makes his teammates better by having that crazy scoring gravity and he's developed into a really smart playmaker, drawing defenders, knowing how to do it. Like he's, he's a maestro. Um, the hero ball stuff doesn't worry me. The pace stuff worries me. Dame is the legitimate criticism I would place on Dame is that he wants to play his pace and maybe they'd be better playing faster, just getting into stuff faster, running, running, running. You know, if 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 he sprinted with the ball, he could, you know, get some trail threes and do stuff like that. The off-ball movement stuff, I don't think you're ever gonna see it from him. And the like hero ball stuff, I think is just like a it, it, <laughs> It's like every time the Blazers have 28 assists in a game that somebody comes out, somebody comes after them, like not passing enough. There might be some truth to that in the past, but if you believe in Billups' system, you believe that he could coax a little more out of it. And then Dame's hero ball stuff is a strength, not absolutely not a weakness. Speaking of those strengths, let's close the show talking about how darn good Damian Lillard is. Because even though I don't think y'all forgot, maybe y'all forgot. That's what we'll do to close the show. But first... Let's talk about rockauto.com. You can save time and money when you use Rock Auto real money, like 30, 50, even 100% more than if you go to a chain auto parts store or you go to the dealership. You can, rockauto.com specializes in helping do-it-yourselfers. So you can find what you need quickly, save some money, and then get your car fixed and back on the road. Rockauto.com's been doing it for 20 years and they got a super easy to use website so you can quickly navigate, see what you want, get it delivered directly to your door. So why don't you head over to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck. And while you're there, write locked on in there, how did you hear about us box? That way they always sent you. Amazing selection, incredibly low prices, all the parts your car will ever need, rockauto.com. Still a pass first point guard. Still Mike Richmond, you are still listening to Locked on Blazers. It's the Dame episode. We talked to Dame's status with the team and his position. We talked to Dame's legitimate criticisms you can levy at his feet. Now let's give the man his flowers. Damon Lord's good. <laughs> like, good. And I don't need to tell you, probably, dear listener, you are listening to Locked on Blazers. You're 20 minutes into a Blazers podcast in the middle of February listening to a team that's not very good, talking about a player who hasn't played this calendar year. You know, I, I'm not trying to convince you. I'm merely trying to remind you that the idea that Dame is going to fall off seems a little bit off to me because because last fall, coming off, you know, coming into this season, I think it was very reasonable to think that Dame Lowe was still going to be one of the top 10 offensive players in the league, top 10 players in the league and top five offensive players in the league. Like that was very reasonable. If you think that a year off and ability to get a chronic uh, core injury that's been dealing with for the better part of four seasons, if you think that's, if you think that's going to make him worse, we probably disagree. Um, certainly age is a factor. He'll be 32 years old, but he can really shoot it. And shooting is a shooting is a skill that ages really well. And his strength, um, he didn't have the explosiveness. And he talked about on Draymond Green's podcast the ability to just uh, get up, like go to the basket and get, just burst up and 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 finish at the rim. But to me, where I saw Dame Lillard lose his strength this year was slowing down. Decelerating is a is a really really valuable skill in the league. The best players in the league can all decelerate really well. That's, that is the skill of, of the best drivers in the league is not that they can blow by you. It's that they can blow by you and then, you know, go from 60 to now seven miles an hour and have that strength to hold you off the body control to finish. 
Dame's really good at that. He is so damn strong. And he didn't have that strength this year because just this core wasn't right. And his core wasn't right, so his, his sort of explosiveness, which explosiveness moving slow is a thing, just wasn't there. I, I think I, pretty earnestly that Damon Lillard in the fall when he plays basketball again for the Portland Trailblazers, when he's donning that jersey in the, in the Moda Center, nay Rose Garden, that the idea that he'll average 28 and 8 seems totally reasonable. The last two seasons, he averaged 30 and 10 on 40% three-point shooting over 10 attempts a game, and then 28.8 and 7.3 on over 10 attempts per game. If he takes a step back, you're talking about 26 and 7 on 38% three-point shooting. You will take that. And so if you have that, if Dame, if Dame really does it fall off and he's no longer one of the 10 best players and merely one of the 17 best players in the league, he's the 17th best player in the NBA, the Blazers have still a path to being very good immediately with him on the roster. So what is a Damian Lillard ceiling, right? Like, we know he's good. I don't need to give you any more stats. I don't need to preach it for you. He's, hell, he's probably our favorite basketball player, right? Um, what is a Damian Lillard team's ceiling? Can you win a championship with Damian Lillard as your best player? I think yes. I think you def- I think you absolutely can. Um, I don't think Damian Lillard is as good as Steph Curry. Like I, I don't think that's a controversial opinion. Steph Curry is, is an all-time great. Damian Lillard, also an all-time great. But I think what the Warriors did with Steph, particularly those first two titles, is essentially the blueprint. First two championship runs, I should say, because they lost one and they had a Kevin Durant. I don't think the players are going to do that. But... It's essentially the blueprint. You know, the 2022 is not 2015. They're not necessarily comparable years. You're not going to surprise anyone by having a um, guard-focused attack. But the, the blueprint for how to be good around a really good scoring point guard, a heliocentric offense around um, around a point guard. And the Warriors don't have that. So I don't, don't get that confused. But like with Dame as the sort of center of the offensive universe... You just need size and you need athleticism and you need that ability to switch pretty much across all those positions. So you can place a modern form of defense and you can you can kind of usher Dame off of stuff where he doesn't, you know, the 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 scheme allows him to kind of bail out sometimes with more switchy, more switchy offense. Dame could be a good switchy defender. He's strong in the post. I'm not worried about that. It's mostly worried about off-ball stuff and straight line drives when he's not engaged, when he's not paying attention. Just someone straight up beating him to the rim because he's not engaged. But if you build this boat out of really high-level athletes and really a lot of length around him, uh, you look at the sort of the Warriors of the blueprint, right? The shooting guard was 6'7", and then everyone else in the roster was 6'6 to 6'8", and then they had some traditional centers. So they could scale down and play, you know, four, six, seven guys around Steph, or they could play some traditional size. And I think that's the, the path forward for the Blazers. Unfortunately or fortunately, they're going to build with Dame and Ant. And I think that is the question mark that I'm left with here. Because I think Anthony Simons is going to be really, really good. And I still believe wholeheartedly that that Damon Lord is really, really good. I think both of those things are true. But you end up with a really similar thing, which is that the fit is is not too dissimilar from what CJ McCollum and Dame were, right? Even if you think Ant is going to be way, way better than CJ. Say he's, you know, 25% better than CJ McCollum and he's like a 25 and 25, 5 and 5, like borderline to multi-time all-star. 
he's still an offense first guy and he doesn't have that super plus length to be a perfect complement to Dame and it's hard with two like-sized guards to run a bunch of action where they're both involved. I think you can get some creativity with Billups and get some stuff like that. I think there's a path where you can be um, a handful on offense. But I think the the ceiling with a Dame team it has so much to do with who plays around him. And I think we've seen the blueprint for how to build, if your best player is a six foot three sharpshooter, how to build a perfect roster around those teams. I would argue that the 2015 Warriors were nearly a perfect roster. They then, they then replaced Harrison Barnes with Kevin Durant and became a truly perfect roster. But like within, you know, realistic, right, is like some sort of all all world defenders and, and um, very, you know, plus defenders at every position. And then Steph who competes is not a particularly good defender, but does not slough off any defensive possessions or doesn't typically does not slough off defensive possessions, plays hard and competitive on that side of the floor. I think that's, that's the path. The Blazers' ceiling will be tested. In fact, in an interview this week with, uh, with the athletic Joe Cronin told Jason quick that he is, you know, expects to bring Josh Hart back and, the Blazers could conceivably start a Anthony Simons, Damon Lower, Josh Hart trio up front, and that feels a lot like Dame, CJ, and Norm. So I think there's reason to be worried about the Blazers' path forward. I think there's reason to be worried about um, can they win a title with Dame? And all of those things that makes you kind of start the first question is, is it time to bail? Or makes other people start that first question, is it time to bail on Dame? But the answer isn't because of Dame's shortcomings. The answer is because of, of some roster construction challenges. And can the Blazers answer those challenges is the real question. It's not can Dame do it. It's can they do it around Dame. I think it's the other It's the other way. It's can the, can the roster be constructed around him as such considering where they are today. You're building from scratch, sure, but that's not how an NBA team is built. You're built in sort of the context of the last seven years of decision-making that put you in the certain place that you're in. That's just the truth of it. I don't. I think the Blazers have a path back to being decent immediately next year. I think they'll, come, they'll challenge for a playoff spot immediately. It's the step beyond that. It's the step beyond, hey, we're the seventh best team in the West that I think is, is the real challenge. And I don't think... Quite frankly, I don't see Dame as the limiting factor in this at all. I do not see Damian Lillard as a limiting factor. I do not even see Dame as 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 sort of the piece that you would try to change out. He's the high-end talent. He is the thing you're chasing. And the rest of the decisions, so much of it is how do you complement and how do you work with this high-end talent? How do you make the puzzle pieces work with what you have? Not how does this big shiny puzzle piece get me more puzzle pieces in the future? That's my view of team building. I think Dame I think Dame is going to be really good immediately in the fall. And if you think otherwise, I can't believe you listened to 30 minutes of this podcast. Um, I also think Dame's going to be here for the long haul and they'll get a lot of cracks at it. He's going to be making a lot of money. It's going to limit how many legitimate chances they have to shape this roster. That is absolutely part of the equation is his, is his salary and eventually Nurk's salary and, and every Simon salary, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But the chances that you could build a really competitive team immediately next season with Damian Lillard on the roster are obvious. We've laid out his deficiencies. We laid out his real strengths. Dude is a pick and roll, a pick and roll maestro and one of the great d- distance shooters in the history of the sport. You don't try to fix him. You try to fix it with him. So, Damo is going to be here, and if you're asking me, that's great news. Tomorrow's show, 
Jamie Hudson of Blazers Broadcasting is going to join the program. Thursday's show, it'll be after the Blazers play the Suns, is going to be a mailbag episode, so get your questions in at Mike G. Rich or LockedOnBlazersPod at gmail.com. And Friday's show, Jason Quick of The Athletic is going to join the program. Doesn't that sound like a lot of fun? So come back and join us. Tell your friends about Locked On Blazers. They can find it wherever they get podcasts, coming at them five days a week. You make it your first listen every single day. Tell your friends to make it their first listen every single day. Then by the time you get to lunch, you'll have something to talk about. Doesn't that sound swell too? All right. Appreciate you listening. Talk to you soon.